Hello, and welcome to episode 43 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing standard work, the lean concept of documenting key functions. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how are you today? Good, Les. How are you? I am doing fine. Uh, back for another round of man versus business. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this week uh, we decided we're going to talk talk about standard work. So, standard work being a, a lean concept um, of documenting uh, information that supports you, your individuals in your environment. So, I, you know, I think that that's kind of a very simplistic. Uh, description of standard work, but uh, as you and I have kind of discussed, there's there's a lot to this to this tool. Well, you know what though, I, I do I, I picked up on what you said there in describing it. Um, what you use to help support the workers in your organization, uh-huh. and, and basically, you know, that's what everything we're trying to talk about is supposed to uh, assist in. You yeah, know, supporting supporting the work is not to lay something else on top of their their normal job. How do we facilitate a lean environment in all aspects? So, I think the first place to start on this is just talking about a little bit about what standard work is in the generic sense, and then we'll kind of get into the details. But it it does come out of the the lean um, environment push, uh, and it's it's. A very powerful tool, but from the readings that I've looked at, it's probably one of the most underused tools. And I, I think I have a guess of why it's probably underused. Um, like anything else, uh, probably people kind of uh, get their improvements in place and they don't shore up behind their improvements. And that's really mm-hmm. what standard work is it's the shoring of an improvement. And I, I think that. Um, you know, we'll get into a little bit later about you know how does it differ from work instructions and procedures and all that kind of stuff. But but really, the point is is that um, you've got an environment, you've got functions and activities that you're expecting your employees to perform, and somehow you need to make sure that those are getting done and that they get set in stone and shored up. And then, as you make improvements, you need to document those improvements. And again, set the baseline and shore that up. So I think that what happens is the reason they were stating it's underused is just because people are ready to move on to the next thing and they're not willing to kind of put in the extra work to kind of to kind of shore it up. But um, I think maybe we should work on trying to convince the, the people out there that this is something they should investigate and look into and, and really try to put some effort into. Yeah, it's um, a method of... of- being clear and communicating what needs to continue to be done. It's not just that, hey, we fixed something, now forget about it. So so the continuing aspect, as the name implies, is standard work. So the work that has to be done is set in a form to make it to make it clear and as concise as possible. Yeah. And so one of the things I've kind of come across as I've uh, you know done my training on this and, and I've done some research on this is that standard work layout and templates come in many forms and fashions. And so that's where I think that it starts to kind of 
um, become difficult for people because they don't know what to do or where to start. You know, uh, I think that when you understand the rationale behind it, how you present it's really kind of up to you. So don't yeah. don't people shouldn't let shouldn't get wrapped around the axle, as a friend of ours used to say, mm-hmm. um, on on the template or the layout. So uh, making sure that you understand really what you're trying to do is set the baseline for a set of instructions or a series of things that you want to make sure get done. You can present that. I, I, one of the things I would do is make sure that you present it in a single format, a single sheet of paper, single laminated piece of paper, something that they can stick in their area, something that they can show and present in their area very easily. So because of that, trying to keep it within that piece of paper makes it to where you have to kind of come up with uh, very simple and generic information to put on there, making sure you're covering what's important. Right. And, and as you described that, and we talked about it a little earlier, I mean, it's, is that a checklist of the items that they have to do mm-hmm. that supports that supports the work instruction? Right. So, so maybe, maybe now is a good time to talk about, you know, whether it's work instruction, a standard work card or, or single sheet or right. laminated paper to give direction. Right. Uh, or a checklist. I or mean, a checklist. Yeah. And, and I mean, it can be, it can be a checklist on the standard work sure. form. Um, and it's, it's a matter of, it's a matter, again, going back to somewhat of, of the low hanging fruit and what do you know needs to be done in the same fashion every time yes and and so so make sure that the the workforce understands that this is this is a block of work that needs to be done and to assist you know you in doing it you know somebody might have been there for 30 years you know giving them a sheet of paper you know they know off the top of their head but it's good to ingrain the culture in that person as well as the new person that comes in that no matter what i do i'm validating it against a a lean tool have you, excuse me, have you run across a situation where talking about that person that has it stuck in their head, trying to get it out of their head is like pulling teeth Oh yeah, and getting and figuring it literally, I've come across people that literally don't know how to write it down or can't figure out a way to document it, but yet they're out there on the floor getting it done every day. And, you know, I have run across those situations. And, of course, you know, everybody's going to run across those. So you as a leader trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, uh, get that out of them is is going to be sometimes a challenge. Well, yeah, and that's why I like these these tools under the, the program of Lean Six Sigmas because you have a format to say, hey, I don't expect you to teach everybody and to teach them all the same way because, you know, you might forget something one day or the next. You know, this is you know, maybe a conversation that you have with the person or maybe not. But what you do is you can spend a couple of different sessions to make sure you get everything you need out of that person for the standard work and then just document it and then have them agree, hey, is this what you do? Yes. Well, let's just let's just validated every time you do it yeah so set that as the baseline Mm -hmm. and then uh and then of course from there you get into kaizen or process improvement which we'll maybe touch on here a little bit later but we'll definitely have another uh, Mm um podcast on on those two items so going back to what we were talking about a second ago kind of the blurred lines between 
work instructions, standard work, and checklists. And I think that um, definitely checklists and standard work are very close to each other, or they can be, depending on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to, to define a series of steps within a manufacturing process, standard work like a like a Gantt style layout where you've got the steps on the left with the the time frame on the right uh, probably makes more sense in standard work. But if you have a uh, standard set of things that you're wanting somebody to check on, maybe a checklist might work, or you could build that into your standard work. Now I think that from work instructions to standard work, I more or less think of work instructions as describing the daily duties or the the functions or the activities to do certain tasks. But a lot of times they're not time-based in description or anything like that, whereas standard work is is basically going to say things like, you know, when I come in at 8 o'clock, I'm going to rally the troops. At 9 o'clock, I'm going to um, uh, check my reports. You know, at 9.30, I'm going to make sure that all work is assigned. So, you know, and, and some would call that one even leader standard work. But again, I do think there is some overlapping and a little bit of blurriness even between work instructions and standard work. I think what we kind of, what we kind of agreed to is that it depends on how much detail you're needing to get to to make sure that person is doing the right things. Yes. So if you, if you can describe it in a standard work card then do it on the card. If you need more detail and more information, then maybe a work instruction is key, or you maybe reference the work instruction from the standard work, give them the base information on the standard work, and the more detailed information on the on the work instruction so that, let's say you have a new employee. Well, if they look at the standard work, they obviously can't tell all the different things that that duty and that job description requires if they look just at standard work, whereas they might have to include some work instructions or some procedures to make sure they get a picture of the full set of responsibilities. Right, but the standard work is a subset yes. of their, their full set of responsibilities. So what you want in standard work is for anybody to be able to pick up the card as long as they're qualified to you know, yes. or do whatever, as yes. long as they're qualified, um, pick up a card and be able to do the, that, that portion of the full job the same way every single time. Right. And, and what, what that's trying to do for you is mitigate risk and reduces errors. That's really what you're trying to do with that, with that standard work card is making sure that things get done with very little risk and zero errors, mm-hmm. you know, is, is your goal. And it, make, and it makes sense. Uh, I do believe that that the uh, title of standard work though does offend people. It does. Mm-hmm. I, that's it a, that's a very good good point. I, yeah. I have I have heard that because it over people tend to take it as an oversimplification of their duties. That's right. Which yes. which, which you know makes them think that their their value add isn't as great as it. Should be, or they what they think it is, or that they perceive it is exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and you know, I think that part of a leader is making sure that you're 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 making sure that everybody in the organization is valued and feels valued. Um, but I I do think that the 
the name Standard Work is somewhat of an unfortunate name. But, of course, I also think that Lean is an unfortunate name, too, <laughs> to some degree. You know, there's, to some degree, I can yeah. say. But, uh, yeah, right, because, you know, they think, people don't realize that, but they should realize that part of their day is waste. It does not, it does not support what the customer is paying for. Right. And it's, if you keep, you know, hammering that home yeah. and the culture that, that what, what we should do should only be what the customer is paying for, then, then people would understand. The well, way. and taking that even one, taking this rabbit trail even one step further, I've been in a lot of meetings where people don't like talking about waste in their, in their activities because they feel like anything they do obviously cannot be waste if they're doing it. So, so I think that back to the original statement, uh, we as leaders have to make sure that we present this stuff with the appropriate framework, with the appropriate ideas uh, delivered in the appropriate way, and make sure that we try to remove some of those, um, some of that heartache or or some of that uh, concern about doing that type of work, so they don't go down those paths. Right. I, I completely agree. And, and I'm going to make somewhat of an analogy here and where I come from on this with my people is I like data and and they can call me whatever nerd name they like or whatever. But I, I like data. A nerd. And so, yeah. So standard. So, so if you can if you can reduce certain activities to standard work, then you understand the time and and the the uh, effort on those tasks Mm -hmm. just like and here's my analogy just like when you have standard cost so the thing is if you buy a lot of material you buy a lot of parts different parts and you might have multiple suppliers for a given part say a valve or say a a ink cartridge for a printer you know so you buy that from many different people depending upon who's having a sale or or whatnot to go out and get a, a quote every time and take the time to get a quote and understand whether that quote's good or not good, you, you typically, one method is setting a standard cost. So you look at you know your valve, your ink cartridges, and say, I pay $15 for a valve, and that's my standard cost. And then what you do is, after a project gets bought, is you look at the variations. Sometimes you paid $15.50, sometimes you paid $14.50. If you paid $32 for that same valve part number, that should raise the flag. That should raise a flag, and you understand now that you are outside of your standard, your standard costing, yeah. standard work. So where you know you and I talked in my organization, a standard work process is the safety checks on our forklifts in the morning, and if the forklift takes takes six hours, not the one forklift, but the multiple forklifts and scissor lifts and man lifts that we have, if that takes six hours to check out one day, well then you understand that the red flag is up. Something, something's wrong, what happened, and what was the, the process that either was or was not followed right. to get that work done. So. Yeah, and, and where I've used, uh, I've started using standard work is the, is the maintenance of a particular cell area. So uh, creating a standard work on how that, um, that particular area is maintained. So on a daily basis, the standard work describes these are the five things that need to be done daily, first thing in the morning and last thing in the evening. Uh, on a weekly basis, these are the things that need to be checked and, 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 and covered or taken care of. On a monthly or quarterly basis, these are the things that need to be dealt with. So it gives a person 
um, their set of responsibilities for making sure that main, that that area is maintained. So that's you know one example. Um, mm-hmm. You know I've seen examples, and, and I don't work in a continuous and flow environment, but uh, you know one of the examples we talked about earlier was uh, you know if you're assembling something, let's say you're you're in a continuous flow environment where you're assembling a valve, you might have some standard work that explains how to the steps to how that valve is assembled and the the time structure expected to assemble that that valve and and notes and specific things that if something goes awry it tells you what to do mm-hmm. uh, it might send you to a work instruction it might send you uh, to go hit a button so an and on light goes off and the manager comes over you know mm-hmm. who, who knows whatever it is that's why I'm saying the variation of how standard work can be used is is uh, quite extensive. It's 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 almost a creativity tool. You know how creative can you get with it, um, and and how easy can you make it for these people to use? Right, without going overboard. We don't yes, want to have, we don't want to micromanage. We nope. don't want to give the recipe of every minute of every hour and how it should be managed by by the worker so that is definitely the pendulum swinging to the other side potentially right yes right so you you need to be you need to be creative in what you want Mm -hmm. the outcome so so based on what the outcome is so like your cell and after a a 5s project Mm -hmm. and you've 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 gotten to the the uh, sustained part of 5s in a given cell well then a standard work she can be generated as to how do you keep it clean now? Yep, exactly yeah. right. Okay, so that's a great that's a great example of of uh, yeah. of uh, what to do after after an event, you know, or you know your project, your five S project, and then create the standard work so that it doesn't it doesn't tell people it does not tell people what they need to do every minute of the day. It, it tells them what the result needs to be right. at the end of each day. You know, well, but then again, there's the time factor as well on certain other standard work. And I think some of the imagery that uh, you know I've seen in, in several areas is you know everybody's seen the plan, do, check, act wheel rolling up the hill. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you can think of standard work as being the wedge behind the wheel that holds it in place. Then, when you make that next improvement, or you have that next kaizen event, or that next continuous improvement activity. That wheel theoretically rolls a little bit further up the hill, and you take the standard work wedge and wedge it behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that I think that's a, a good analogy. Um, yeah. uh, I think uh, that you've got to kind of be careful about how much work you kind of put into all of that and where you're going with it. I strongly agree with continuous improvement. I'm not so sure I would be at the point of changing instructions and and uh, uh, standard work every time I made a small incremental change, um, but that's where you've got to kind of weigh that in your organization and figure yeah, out what the needs are. Yeah. So um, there, I did find some uh, some good information on some some steps that you know you should take whenever you're working through work and uh, standard work. You know, making sure that you determine what you're trying to do. So, like what you brought up a minute ago, what what is your outcome? Observing is the next step. I think that one is so key. That's one of the ones where uh, the lean environment talks about going to the gimba. Mm-hmm. Make sure you understand what's going on down there before you ever try and write some standard work. Um, 
make sure you understand the sequences, the steps, what's involved. You don't want to don't want to write down your your nirvana of what you want the area to get to. Write the baseline, what it is, and then as it improves, write the the current you know new current state. So, assuming you, you have a process map already of the pro, of of the. Uh the process of what's being done, right? You, yeah. you, sh- you should probably have a process map in order then to to uh, boil that down to the standard work in that process. Well, and that's part of that sequence and then identify. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the next step is design. So that process map would be part of that design. And then the last two is very important, updating it and then mm-hmm. training. You know, we've <laughs> talked about training a yeah. lot. If you're creating some standard work and you just kind of stick it out there and you don't talk to anybody that's involved in the process, uh, have you really done any good? You know, so uh, training is, uh, yeah, well, we've, we've said a lot about training. Training is, is important in any environment all the time. It is. It's, it, that's your leverage. That's yes. your leverage to be able to delegate and to have multiple hands take care of all of the heavy work. Yeah. So uh, I think another thing that I wanted to bring up was what standard work is not. So standard work is not based off your ISO requirements or your ISO procedures or any sort of certification. That is not what standard work is for. Also, it's not static. So I think we've described well enough uh, for people to understand that you're not creating a static document. You're creating a living document because as you make continuous improvement, which is important to the environment, you need to back it up with reality, right? Right, but then think about it. Is the name wrong then? <laughs> yeah, agreed. And I think you and I both agree that the name is very unfortunate. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the name. Uh, that it sh- shouldn't be restrictive, you know, it, you know, you want to make this thing to where it's not restrictive, it's not stifling. And uh, this one I kind of bounce back and forth with depending on your environment. But some of the areas said it's not leader created. Now, your average shop floor guy usually doesn't have access to tools to create standard work. Now, they can help write things down, of course, and they can be involved in development, but the actual creation of the document is usually going to be somebody in the front office, at right. least. But, but storyboarding, storyboarding to make sure that you understand what's, what's, uh, what needs to be done, what are the actual steps to get an outcome, a result, you know? So, and, and I, think, I think having that lead, having the shop floor person who's doing that work, especially someone that's been there a long time, have multiple sessions with that person because even though they know it in their in their head um, by heart, you know they might not be able to convey what they do to you know somebody new or even somebody that's been around a little while. Um, they just they just know how to get things done. So right. you as the leader has to pull that out of them, and, and I think that takes most likely a couple of sessions. Right. So. Um so this is definitely one of those areas that, you know, I personally, you know, have been trying to fo- put a little bit of focus on in our environment. Um, I think there's a lot of value to this. Uh, I also think this helps reduce the number of work instructions in your environment. So I think that when people are putting in a documented uh, quality system, work instructions is one of those things that you can go overboard on. 
And, you know, a couple things that I've started to do to kind of help reduce that is writing my instructions with the, with the documentation. So what I mean by that is if I create a form, don't write a separate work instruction, write the work instruction on the form, Mm -hmm. like on the back or something. Um, you know, uh, but also with standard work, don't write, if you don't have to, don't write a full work instruction. If, if a simple standard work, uh, 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 document will will get you there. Start there, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I think the pendulum. There's another area where the pendulum can swing too far, and you wind up with fifty or sixty work instructions in your environment, or even more. And um, you know, it's crazy. Well, yeah, you don't know what to follow, and then if you do try to change one of them, you have to make sure that that the, the change makes sense throughout all the work instructions. I agree. Yeah. We don't, you know, as leaders, we don't want to micromanage. We don't want to, to, um, set, like I said before, every minute of every hour for the, for the people that work for you, but you have to give them good guidance right. and good bounds. So now so I will say, I will say that some of the, uh, if you're going after any sort of certification, there is some minimum things that you have to put in place as far as sure. documentation goes. So you have to take that in consideration. Absolutely. So is there anything else you think we should touch on on this topic? Standard work. No, just uh, I guess back to my analysis part, you know, how how do you analyze it and how, what, what does it do for you based on, on what is the outcome, what's getting, what's getting done. So I guess maybe that's, that, that would be the, the, the next stage of the result of standard work. Are you, are you getting work done timely and on budget and things like that. So, so the is standard work a leading indicator. I think it might be. Could be. I think that, uh, to end this session, I think that, uh, for our, um, our pick of the week, um, I think you should tell everybody the greatest example there is of where standard work was needed in the world of television. (laughs) Come on. We just talked about it. Lucille Ball. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. So explain the explain the situation there if nobody remembers it. Well, yeah, the I Love Lucy, where uh, Lucy and Ethel were on the uh, chocolate conveyor belt line wrapping chocolates. And, Classic. Uh, yeah, they were doing such a good job at such a slow speed. The uh, leader said to speed up the process, and then they were all lost. Well, and then they didn't know what to do, and chocolate was going everywhere, and they were eating it and throwing it places. Yeah, it was <laughs> chaos. Chaos. So that's, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Yeah, reduce chaos. A- avoid chaos. There you go. Yes. Well, we'll go ahead and end this session. We appreciate everybody's time, and we look forward to delivering another man versus business topic to everyone next week. So take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.